welcome hunters to the hunters hub we're going to continue our series of top 10 in a genre and this is your host fortwan joined by co-host morg daddy i am scrambling i have been so busy Ah! i feel you (laughs) and uh co-host pan how you doing hey i'm doing pretty great tonight awesome so are we ready to talk about western rpgs um, I don't think Morg is, but I am. No! No! So, not ready! But we're going to do it anyways. So, Western RPG, <laughs> and as you listeners may be thinking, is a very broad category. So, we actually whittled it down to just fantasy Western RPGs. There will be a separate episode and a separate thing about sci-fi Western RPGs. And then... <laughs> Like, we actually had to break it out, like, based on setting, because there's so many. Especially when you get into sci-fi. I feel that, the, looking at this, I feel like there's more interest, interesting sci-fi ones. I feel like there's a lot of, of fantasy ones I didn't put on my list, because fuck that game. Right? Uh, <laughs> like, um, Two Worlds. You guys ever hear of those? Um, no. No. Yeah, I, I bought one and I returned it that day. It was so terrible. Oof. It was two two worlds too. Uh, it was um, I'm giving at the time of day even talking about it. But you know, like there was that era where all the protagonists were grizzled white males with with like stubble and like a shaved head. Oh. Um, so you mean from yeah. like 1991 to the present? Yeah. So like it was that same thing except he had the same attitude as every one of those i'm a badass and i don't care about anybody and like i was just so done with it within the first 30 seconds i turned it off and went back to gamestop and returned it so he was was he was renegade shepherd oh my god (laughs) don't uh, just don't I hated it. I hated it. <laughs> Anyways, um, so Western RPGs, we're going to talk about fantasy games in particular. Um, personally, I only have seven on my list, and it might be covered by you guys, too, some of these. Mm-hmm. Um, I bet it, one of them at least won't. Maybe two. Um, and I'm going to sound like a plebeian for one of them. Uh, but yeah, so... Uh, Pan, how many how many do you have that we were looking at? I know more. You're still working mm-hmm. on yours. I have nine. Um, I guarantee nine. a few of them overlap with yours, and a few of them might get knocked out when we start getting uh, particular about our definitions. Right. So, uh, jumping into that, our definition of a Western RPG is a little tricky because the definition itself, if you look it up, is a little tricky. So. First of all, we had to talk about RPGs in general. And to a degree, I think an RPG really only says something about having progress as far as character development. Uh, Like actual mechanical development of a character in a game through the course of playing them and keeping that progress. Um, In a way. Because you can have a roguelike RPG that you don't keep progress. But you know what I mean. Like you're basically growing your character. And I feel like that's basically the gist of what an RPG is. Am I wrong? (laughs) You're not wrong. And um, something that kind of my husband and I just a little bit got into before I, you know, hopped on Discord here. 
Um, one of the definitions I was kind of thinking about was that for uh, an RPG, you should have a character that you are meant to insert yourself into. That's part of the role, part of the role-playing game. Yeah. But then my True. but yeah. but then my husband countered with several examples of uh, games that are certainly RPGs that uh, don't count if you're if you're making it where it's a protagonist that you are meant to insert yourself into the role of. Hmm. Could you give one of those examples? Sure. I mean, I'm not uh, saying he's wrong. The Witcher. I'm just curious. That is true. Yeah. The Witcher is not you. The Witcher mm. is Geralt of Rivia. I got gotcha. you. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's so, one that should be yeah. on my list that isn't. Yeah, so uh <laughs> so he got me there. So that's why I'm like there's another one, Dishonored. Um I forget that guy. Corvo. Corvo Atano. Corvo. Yeah. yeah. So uh you are not Dishonored Man, you are Corvo Atano. Oh my god, I have both of those on my list. That's hilarious. So uh that's another example where like you are not so uh, that's why I would strike my definition, but that's just sort of a point that I was thinking about and wanted yeah. to see what you guys thought. No, I, I, well, okay. Here, here's the, here's my addendum to yours. Then I think that would fit. Um, you maybe are not to designed to assert yourself, but assert yourself in the mindset of that character. Okay, if that makes sense. So it like it leaves wiggle room for like your interpretation of how they act via some sort of like uh, right. Like the Renegade Paragon system in Mass Effect. Yeah. Right. There is always some freedom of choice in okay. those games. Okay, yeah. Yeah, we'll go with that then. And it and actually it affects the outcome because there's all sorts of endings and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Right. That's the pass that they get then. I'm good with that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, I guess that, that, that could lay another thing. There is some freedom of choice. Uh, so, there's not a straight up beat the level linear like a platformer there is some freedom of choice whether that it branches out and comes together at the end is a different story but like you are actually choosing different things to do you have agency yeah. over their personality and actions mm-hmm. in some way yes um you know whether that be what you fight it doesn't necessarily mean dialogue choices i don't think that um, and this is this is bringing it on to Final Fantasy. I don't think there are real any r- meaningful dialogue choices in Final Fantasy. It's whether you do side quests or not. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like, it doesn't necessarily have to be that, but there is there is an agency, the, a little bit more of a self driven agency than just get to the end. Uh, okay. I feel like. All right. So I'm good with that. So then you are you are a character uh, with progression. And you have agency over their actions throughout the adventure. Yep. Okay. So then, what do we mean by uh, Western, and what do we mean by fantasy? I'd like those defined. <laughs> okay. So we'll we'll drill it down the next level, which is Western. And Western is a really bad way to say it, but it does. I actually watched a video on this definition, a three part series by Extra Credits. If you ever, if you guys ever need to watch. Uh, game design videos. Go watch extra credits. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm on the extra credits train. Yeah. Um. Th- so like, really, it came up the fact that two separate countries, are not countries. Well, the United States mostly and Japan mostly were making games mm-hmm. at the time, and both of them had came up with their own ideas of how to make a Dungeons and Dragons esque style game. And the United States branch of this thinking or Western 
uh, was more of the action part of RPGs, like the fighting, the battles, um, sort of like, and then also like dialogue choices. Whereas the J- Japan, so the JRPG, which was another category that we'll get into uh, down the road, is more story based. And thus, you're more focused on, you know, social and character development over the battle and that kind of stuff. So when you sort of get in there, you have a more tactical side, which is turn-taking, thinking about your actions in battle, which is very much Dungeons & Dragons. Dungeons & Dragons is a turn-taking RPG. But then there's that our sort of arcade mix-in that was more fast action than what we see in Western mm-hmm. RPGs. So... Oh yeah, J- what I... JRPGs give me such flashbacks to 4E. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I mean that's purposeful in 4E's yeah. end. <laughs> um, so uh, the uh, the definition is not a great one, but basically it's saying it's a more action oriented style versus a more tactical style, or to pull boil down even further, turn taking versus non turn turn taking RPGs. Okay, okay. Uh, Morg, are you okay with that? You have any addendums? Uh, well, no, no. I mean, like, it, it, it fits. Um, I can't really, uh, think of any ways to, uh, say no to this list because, I mean, uh, well, the, these list of, uh, um, conditions because, uh, a lot of the games that I'm looking at right now, they, they seem to fit the bill pretty well, uh, except for Oregon Trail because it's, Based on historical events and not so much on uh, a fantasy theme. So, yeah, no. Oregon Trail, sorry, you just didn't make the cut. Uh, yeah, well, that, we're not that, there yet. That brings me to the what counts as fantasy. Oh, yeah, and that's another thing. Yeah, what counts as fantasy and, um, like, what are the uh, the limits to uh, the game itself? Like, um, can it be solely focused around the narrative and then you making choices as a character in that game? Or does it specifically have to be, like like, fully cinematic, or, like, does it require there to be any, like, heavy-on-the-visual-oriented stuff? Or can it be, like, a text-based game, for example? I think think that if you have a text-based game, you're you're fine. Yeah, text... Like, I I don't have any on my list, but the original Zelda, and we're not talking, like, Zelda in which Miyamoto made in 85. We're talking about the text-adventure Legend of Zelda that was a thing before oh my <laughs> Nintendo. god yes. jesus christ i didn't know about that <laughs> yes um <sighs> that was a text-based adventure game um would technically be an rpg uh i don't think you uh i don't know actually it may not be because i don't know if you progressed i never played it um i just know about it um because okay. i don't play text-based text-based adventures but um, if he did level up, it would have been an RPG. But then again, I think Zelda isn't really much of an RPG. Like, so Zelda two is certainly an RPG. Yeah, right. But, but more traditional Zelda. Yeah, but Zelda two is not a Zelda. Is not really a Zelda game. Right. No, it's it's weird. But hey, all the best Smash Brothers moves come from Zelda two. So there's that. Huh. <laughs> Like the down sword that is his down A since the oh first my God, game, you're and right. his first Smash Brothers. Yeah, that's that's from the fact that it bounces. Yeah, that's yeah, that's from Zelda two. Okay. Um. 
So what does Any- what counts as fantasy? So fantasy, fantasy, I think is more in in what my thinking was is a juxtaposition of sci-fi, where sci-fi is usually supposed to be more grounded in reality, whereas fantasy isn't. So the classic example uh, of sci-fi versus fantasy is Star Wars versus Star, Star Trek. Okay. So fantasy, even though it can have a space setting, right? Um, there's explanation, there is thought into, into, um, like the science and the how of how things happen and cultures and that kind of stuff in Star Trek where Star Wars were sort of like on an adventure, they pseudo explain things. Um, and then we hate them when they over explain them. <coughs> okay. <coughs> Prequels. So it's kind of like, <laughs> okay. like, like hard reality, like hard laws of reality, as opposed to like soft magical mumbo jumbo fiction. Where it's right. Like, okay. Unless you explain the more, the more we're willing to believe in it. Whereas like, is in like hard rules. Yeah, like, it's like, everybody knows what the rules are. We, we don't question them. You know, everybody just follows them universally kind of thing. Okay. Right. So I would probably put Oregon Trail actually in sci-fi, even though sci-fi is more associated with a future setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, sci-fi doesn't necessarily mean a future setting. Yeah, that is true. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. So then, um, fan. So then, your definition of fantasy is very close to my definition that I was going to go with, except my mm-hmm. explanation is shorter. My explanation okay. is this: Is there magic? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't think you have to have magic to have uh, a fantasy, but yeah. Okay, there's... true, true. Yeah, because, like, uh, yeah. Conan the Barbarian, or not, no, because there's still a little bit of magic in Conan, but yeah. Oh, no, there's definitely magic in Conan. Okay. Um, shit, there's another game. Damn it. Turok. Um, Turok. Um, yeah, Turok is definitely fantasy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There's, well, there's nothing. All right, well, I judged all my games based off, is there magic? Mm. Um. So, and that's how I qualified them as fantasy. Yeah, because the the fan what makes Turok a fantasy is the fact that we just don't explain why dinosaurs are still around. Yeah, <laughs> we we just don't. Don't worry about it's it. Just okay. the world of Tur- okay, Turok. Okay, then um, so one of my games might get kicked out if uh we're going with your definition of um, is there hard physical reasons for things? Right. I think that's the only way... I don't know of a better way to explain it. No, and I'm, <laughs> like, I'm fine with it. Um, uh, And we'll get into this. We'll get into debating this game when I bring it up, so that's fine. But I'm sure. pretty okay with your definition. Okay. So we're on, we're on, we're on a page. This is our Western uh, RPG fantasy list. Um, So, yeah, let's let's... Get started, and uh, more. I'm going to put you on the spot. Oh no! Uh, fine. Yep. Okay, fine. Well, okay, you have yep. one. You have I, at least one. I actually one. have a number of them. Okay, so I'm just going to start off with. Um, okay, which of the Elder Scrolls games do we want to start off with? Uh, <laughs> which? Well, we're obviously going to start with the best one, the number one pick. I think it's going to be Oblivion. Okay. Definitely one of the, one of the best um, 
of uh, the Elder Scrolls games, uh, in my opinion, mostly because like you had you had more variety of like choice as far as uh, like character creation. For example, I made a glowing neon blue Argonian, and oh my gosh, like putting him into the Dark Brotherhood and then just going around and like murdering people in the night, but being completely like glowy in the dark. It was just. It was it was the best, especially when they couldn't see me. That's where our fantasy comes exactly. in, exactly. Right there, yeah. <laughs> sneaking sneaking as a glowing ball of, of and, blue. And I, I I have to say, finding inventive ways to kill people without actually breaking the law was one of the best tropes that I could ever find in that game. For example, you can create your own spells in that game, and you can put whatever spells you want onto any piece of armor on that game. For example, you can create mm-hmm. gauntlets that deal lightning damage. Now, the funny thing is that uh, my brother trolled me really hard. He said that, yeah, you can uh, you could put the, the electric damage onto the gauntlets and punch people and deal electric damage, and I'm like, oh, sweet! So I went and I did that, and I tried to get it so I could, could do the highest amount of electric damage. I put the gauntlets on, and then I electrocuted myself to death, and then I'm like, what the hell? And then I started laughing because then I was like, I have a plan. So I go over to some of the NPCs that I don't like. I go in I, into pickpocket mm-hmm. mode, pickpocket mode, and then I put in the gauntlets into their pouch. And because it is of a high value, you know, like the uh, the armor pieces of high value, they put it on, and then they start electrocuting themselves to death. And now I'm like, Yay! I just committed murder without actually murdering anybody. I was like, Yes. No crime, no witnesses, just results. It was just one of the best things ever. That's, uh, yeah, yeah, that's a, it's an inventive way to put it. Unfortunately, Oblivion is my least played, uh, that I have played of the Elder Scrolls series. Oh, and the Shivering Isles, one of the best expansions I'd ever played. Mm, It was so good. I played a lot of Morrowind and I played a lot of Skyrim. Oh my god. But the other... But Oblivion, I dabbled. Oh, yeah, in. I think honestly, I think that there were a lot of aspects to Oblivion that made it really cool. But I think in particular, the Shivering Isles really made it very special because, like, there were so many of these weird abominations and creatures. And of course, you were in the realm of Sheogorath, who is like uh, the Prince of Madness, and like it, it is just phenomenal doing all all this all these like little quests for him. And trying to prevent, um, uh, what was his name? Uh, Yugaloth or something. I can't remember what his name was. Uh, from, uh, anyways, he's like the demon of sanity and order and stuff like that. And he was going to do the mm-hmm. Grey March in through the land of insanity and try and bring order to that world. And so you're trying to help Sheogorath to protect it. Which is, <laughs> which seems like a funny idea. So yeah, yeah. You're, you're getting into but, the yeah. the story of the yeah, game. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. get into it too um, much, but yeah, so, it's a great game. Definitely one of the greatest games. Um, obviously, I think Elder Scrolls, uh, the series, deserves a game uh, on the list somewhere. Pan, where where do you sit on the Elder Scrolls series? Or are you, are you? Oh, I have things to say. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's hear them. So, um, with Morrowind, uh little bit about a little bit about me personally here um Mm -hmm. so i was i did not i was not allowed to go to high school um i was homeschooled and after i quote unquote graduated i was like 16 and i literally Mm -hmm. spent two years in my room playing morrowind 
It is a good game. Until I was 18. It is a good game. With that sad, sad menu music. Gosh, that music is oh, so no, no, no. Lonely, I, uh, lonely sounding. No, no, I learned how to uh, replace the music files, and I replaced all the music files with Rhapsody of Fire. MP3s. Oh my oh. god. Okay. So, okay. um, no, uh, I absolutely loved Morrowind. I've done everything in Morrowind at least two or three times. Uh, I modded the shit out of it myself. I did everything in Morrowind. It was amazing. But I think that Oblivion is the better game. Yay! Because, okay. uh, because like the NP, like in Oblivion, you definitely get a much better sense of there are people living in this world, and you're just someone in the world. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. That's that's one thing about Morrowind uh, is it was very lonely, and then you walk into a cra- uh, like uh, the wrong cave, and you get this giant bug that kills you immediately. Yeah. But, that's that's the way I felt about Morrowind. I actually didn't get very far in Morrowind. So, um, I you definitely feel like in Oblivion, you're just somewhat, you're just some jackass li- making your way in the world. And in fact, like you're not even the protagonist of Oblivion. Uh, Sean Bean's the protagonist. Oh, you better believe it. He was mm. great in that one. I think Peter O'Toole was in it too. Yeah. So, um, and Picard. Oh, yeah. yeah, and Picard, of course, of course. So, um, and then the five other Bethesda voice actors. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Oblivion is the better game uh, if you're going to compare Morrowind to Oblivion and I'm ready for the haters uh, that said I have not played Oblivion nearly as much as I've played Morrowind because for two years I had literally nothing else to do so I played Morrowind <laughs> I played yeah I, I played I Oblivion on that. PS3 and I've like made like I think four different files on like several different computers and if I could, I would get it on PlayStation 4 if possible, because it was just so damn fun. I loved that game. Let me... I'm going right. to check. I might actually own Oblivion and just have never booted it up. And then with Skyrim. I'm part of the problem for them re-releasing <laughs> Skyrim. Yeah. So am I. I bought, it, I bought it on PS4 and Switch, both. And I actually only finished it on PS4. Maybe PS3. I don't know. Yeah. Well, PS3 is what I got it. On. Yeah. Yeah. I have it on. Uh, I have it on yeah. Xbox uh, 360. I have it on PlayStation. No, I don't have it on. Pl- yes, I have it on PlayStation VR. That's right. I have it on PC. I have not bought the Switch version, but I'm like one Nintendo sale away from doing that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I have. I have completed every quest in Skyrim. I have com- yeah. It, I've okay. committed all kinds of yeah. murder hoboing in Skyrim. It's just so darn fun to just transform into a werewolf outside of a village, go in there, just run rampant with all the guards. Just the guards, nobody else. You don't want to kill any of the essential NPCs. You just knock out all the guards, and then you run away, transform back into a human, and come in, and you're like, Oh, dear lord, there are all these dead guards everywhere. I should probably take all their stuff and sell it to the blacksmith. Yeah, but you, you can do that in, like, any Elder Scrolls. Yeah, pretty much. But, I mean, like, you have never had so much, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, anonymity. 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 Yeah. Anonymity. Yeah. I was about to say anemone, but yeah. Anyways, I never had so much freedom with that as I did in, um... Skyrim, just being able to just get away with just cold-blooded murder, just straight up just going through and just not having any crimes against me. It was just so fun. I love being a werewolf. Yeah. So, Skyrim 
is definitely like it's it's one of the best modern Western RPGs, but it does not have near the depth that Morrowind or Oblivion had. Very true. No, it, it doesn't. And I, I have played all three to some degree, and I would say Skyrim being the most with Elder Scrolls and then um, Oblivion. Because I, I have played Oblivion. I own Oblivion on Steam, and I have for years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just never, I never got into it because, honestly, I was already playing Skyrim. And if there's anything that you can learn from a game sometimes is if you're newer to a series or haven't jumped into it as much... Um, the quality of life is going to be your biggest factor oh, for playing, getting yeah, into a game. Sadly. And Skyrim has the quality of life over the other yeah. two in spades. Yeah. Uh, Being able to. And the yeah. same can be said for Morganized favorite series, Monster oh, Hunter. Yeah. And Pan, uh, Pan, I know you're a fan of the game too. Monster Hunter World, the reason why it blew up in paper popularity, paperlarity, <laughs> uh, popularity is the quality of life, uh, improvements that were tenfold over uh even monster hunter generations i know which so which i know i can't go back and play it i know i actually like generations ultimate now more than i do world at this point but um the quality of life is certainly there yeah Um, i like i i tried to go back and play it and i sat like jumping around lobbies for ages trying to find people who were like hunting the monster i wanted to hunt and i was just like fuck this i'm gonna go play worlds and i'm just gonna like quick jump into whatever yeah i know how you feel hey um if you if you ever want to get back into it this discord has people to play with i'm always on i'm always looking for people to play with yeah and if i wasn't so busy i'd actually i'm actually conscripted not conscripted that's a bad way to put it. I have offered to play with um, one of our listeners, in World at least, uh, here soon. Even though I am done with World, I will be playing with him just because, you know, I like playing with people. Yeah, so. and I mean, like, there are a couple of quests in Iceborne right now that are worth doing, like the Tempered Zenogre for um, the jewels, and then mm. there's, like, the two mm. Paolumus for the uh, Armor Spheres and... Uh, uh, that other quest and I can't remember that I did before but yeah anyways back to so yeah the question is which of those three deserves the spot it sounded like the two of you are more up on oblivion oh, it's, it's yes. so um, fantastic like uh, the way that the dialogue works in those games it feels like you have actually like some like it feels like you're actually having some conversation with the people especially with the way that they react to what you have as a dialogue boxes like it's it just feels really mm-hmm. good um, and yeah, it, it feels like a very full world where like each of the characters has a, has a significant level of importance and they're very unique, even though they have like the same five voice actors. Um, I mean, like, yeah. uh, that, I mean, that can, yeah, that can happen. Like, um, well, Skyrim has the same problem, right? There's not a ton of different yeah. voice actors. I think that's just Jarl Baldrick. Uh, and they, they all feel, yeah, <laughs> he's like the only guy there. They feel different. <laughs> Um, so my only defense for Skyrim over Oblivion is the memes. Oh my god, yes, there's so many memes. But the Oblivion would have had those memes if Reddit had been big back then. If you That's if you true. Want ob- but Arrow in the Knee is a really good one. It is. Like it's a really good I- <laughs> one. They even pull that in Do- there's a secret in Doom, uh the new Doom where there's a dead skeleton with the iron helmet on, the the recognizable one from Skyrim. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he has an arrow in his knee, just laying there dead in hell. It's just so oh my great. God. Um, okay. <laughs> um, 
Now, okay, so I, it's sounding like we're gonna pick Oblivion yes. over that, and and whoa, 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 Oblivion. There you go. Not Z Zian. What? Have, <laughs> I spelled it really wrong. Okay, so Elder Scrolls Oblivion. That is our first pick of the day. See, Morg, you're a, you oh, were good. Yay. You were ready. <laughs> I've just got to find... Like, uh, right. if you want really good Oblivion memes, I recommend checking out the channel Bacon on YouTube. He has some fantastic footage of, like, Oblivion. Like, it's so damn funny. Stuff comes out of it. All I can think of is Epic Mealtime Bro now, where he made a castle nah. out of bacon. <laughs> like, there, there's, like, one dialogue box where this woman is like, I love dogs. Doesn't everyone? And then you click out of the dialogue box, goodbye, and there's a guy behind you with, like, this terracotta pot fighting off dogs. He's like, yeah! Smashes a pot on a dog, and it's like, Aah! And it just ends right there. I'm like, oh my god, that's just perfect. If I could find it. <laughs> okay, so Pan, what's another one on your list? <laughs> that was relevant. Thank you, Morgan. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> I found it! <laughs> I'm sharing it. Okay. So, um, I wasn't going to put this one on the list, but something you said during our uh, definitions earlier made me think it's okay. Yeah. Um, and that one is uh, Knights of the Old Republic. And I'm not talking about the MMO. No, yeah. And, and that is um, that is true. If you actually Wikipedia Western RPGs, it's listed as an example. I'm not even kidding. Oh, no. My nitpick was with fantasy. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm saying, like, it's still a Western RPG, yeah, yeah. for sure. No, so uh, I'm going to go with Knights of the Old Republic 1 because uh, they they completely uh, just butchered Knights of the Old Republic 2. I wouldn't know. I never played either one. Oh, okay, so. okay. So Knights of the Old Republic, um, uh, if you've ever played Mass Effect, mm. um, then it will be very hard for you to play Knights of the Old Republic. Oh. Because Knights of the Old Republic is proto-Mass Effect. Oh my god, really? It makes sense. They're both Bioware, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's made, it was made by Bioware. Um, there's the same, like, sort of romance with your uh, your crew members things, except there's only, like, three romance options oh. in, among your crew. Hey, you know, they had to get their romance chops going. I... Yeah, yeah, that's true. And also, it's all the same voice actors as my Mass Effect. Oh my gosh, really? <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Um... So, anyways, uh, Knights of the Old Republic, you are a Je you are a someone who uh, basically finds out that they are a Jedi, and you go to the Jedi Temple, and then the <laughs> Jedi's debate whether or not to train you. They agree to train you. You become a Jedi, and then you go to stop the the evil Darth uh, Malak. Okay. And then there's there's some neat stuff. There's some neat things that happen to you along the way. You can choose to be a dark Jedi or a light Jedi. You can either choose to be a Sith or a Jedi and all kinds of neat stuff. <laughs> I'm just thinking right now, just Hagrid just busting through the door and being all like, you're a Jedi, Harry. I'm a what? That's uh, <laughs> basically what happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have any experience with this game, but um, through uh, reputation alone, I don't have a problem putting yeah. this on Yeah, why list. not? So, real quick, just an F in the chat for Knights of the Old Republic 2. Um... They made a sequel, and uh, basically Bioware told them, hey, shit this out before Christmas, or we're shuttling the project. Mm. So they chopped out like a third of the game, and there's like dialogue trees that go nowhere. There's characters that uh, don't even really get developed because they didn't finish it. Aww. There's all kinds of like missing stuff. And there's like some deep, deep lore on Mandalorians. Oh... 
which is ah. which was which was very satisfying when I was watching The Mandalorian. Because they actually went to that exact thing, or no? well, it's it's lore about the Mandalorians that was consistent throughout all the EU, and so it was just stuff like, oh, hey, they're doing this because this, and I knew this about Mandalorians. Hmm. So I, I Mandalorian was a good show. Um, yeah, and that's 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 saying something for me, considering Boba Fett. I feel is the most over overhyped character in movies ever. Yeah. I hate Boba Fett. <laughs> Boba Fett's just a jackass that dies to a sarlacc. Like, I'm sorry, people. Ah, but in in the all the Boba novels, Fe- apparently in the outside fictional pieces, not fuck canon. off, fuck <laughs> off with those not novels. Canon. He's gotten eaten three not times. <laughs> yeah, it just makes him I more know. <laughs> Anyways, uh, okay, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go old school, and we're talking like uh, 1991. Oh. All right, 1991 Westwood Studios Eye of the Beholder. Now this is Western RPG in its not infancy, but its early days. Um, so this is a grid-based adventure uh, where you are. This is also a Dungeons and Dragons licensed game. Um, Eye of the Beholder is uh, you are playing as four characters. Uh, or six, if you choose, uh, who are all controlled by the same first-person dungeon crawl that have these window panes off to the side where you click their hands to do stuff. And you click the walls, and you click the monsters. Uh, and it is a old-fashioned dungeon crawl, but it is a RPG uh, because not only is it uh, Dungeons & Dragons directly based, but you do level up your characters. You do have to rest for spells. You do have to, uh, if you get hurt, you do have to rest for like seven weeks as per the AD&D rules. Oh, wow. Um, so, you, so you will see, like, uh, you have to manage your food. It's the only RPG, like, a survival aspect I really ever had cared about is food. Um, don't really need to worry about how temperature and... That kind of stuff. Actually, you can get diseases and die. Um, and you can carry around the bones of your dead friends and have them revived. Oh my god, um, you're going to love one of the games on my list. Uh, Just looking at this, I, I was not aware of this oh game, but god. oh my god, there's a game oh on my list that man. you're going to love. So, Eye of the Beholder is notable um, to... Not just personally, but notable in it. It's it's part of a big strew of in this very genre of Dungeons and Dragons direct games, like licensed Dungeons and Dragons games, which D and D really inspired, uh, at least for the most part, RPGs in general, uh, on and other genres of games, including first person shooters. So, <laughs> like, it's hard to n- disassociate D and D with this genre and then i the beholder is a great uh is a great entry into that genre this this game is tough as balls um it's a lot about puzzle solving at the same time uh and like carrying keys around and that kind of stuff but also figuring out a puzzle and not just like hey uh let's let's make fun of doom a little bit hey i got the blue key now let's go open the blue doors like i got the yellow key let's go open the yellow doors you know that kind of thing. It's not that kind of puzzle solving. There's actual puzzles, actual like things you have to figure out, clues. Uh, there are real languages that can't be understand, but maybe you have an elf in your party and you actually understand the writing on the wall in Elvish. Um, uh, that kind of stuff. And it is old school D&D, so um, an elf is a class and not a, not a race. 
Um, same as a dwarf. Uh, and a halfling. <laughs> Oof. Um, so yeah, uh, which, eh, eh, whatever. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a rough aspect of old school D&D, but it's a great game. Um, and it's a great RPG, honestly. Uh, I have only ever finished the game once, and I finished it because of an exploit, because, spoilers, at the end of the game, you actually do fight a beholder, and it will kick <laughs> your ass. That actually sounds fun. <laughs> and you fight an old-school beholder, and there's actually a way in which the logic tries to chase you in a certain way, and you can trap it into this, like, basically smushing apparatus that kills it. It's actually a legit strategy to kill it. Uh, and they intend for you to do that in the game too. Trick it into a trap versus actually straight up standing and fighting with it. Um, so yeah. Uh, Eye of the Beholder. Um, I've, obviously, I've, I'm going to put this one on the bench. Um, not a very notable game. Not a lot of people have heard of it, but I think it's important um, because it is one of those uh, older examples in the genre. Now... There's gonna be. There's actually a couple of direct D and D games in this list because it's pretty popular. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Morg, what's another oh one for you? Oh boy, here. Let's see if this one makes the passing grade. Okay. So, I mean, we've already talked about Dishonor, but I mean, it's on the list uh, for me. So I'm hoping mm-hmm. that it makes it in. I mean, you're basically a warlock in this game. You're you're a multi-classed warlock rogue in this game. Yep. And because y- mm-hmm. you you serve uh, what is it um, uh, the god of sh- the beyonder yeah, basically yeah like a big god of shadows and like who can like h- allow you to summon rat swarms uh, can basically turn people into ash if you can kill them quietly um, you can teleport. Um, you have so many of these weird powers and like, uh, it's based around, I think it's like a Victorian era, sort of like steampunky kind of era. Yes. And yeah, like mm-hmm. basi- basically, uh, you were, uh, serving the queen Whale and blubber. yeah, like one of the, I think the queen dies, um, and then you're framed for it. Um, and then you try and exact your revenge, etc. Anyways. Yeah. Fantastic mm-hmm. game. I really enjoyed it. And there are, um, Depending upon which path you choose, whether you go guns blazing or you just, you know, discreetly deal with people without killing them, that'll actually affect the difficulty of the game. And it'll also affect um, the outcomes of whether or not your allies betray you or if they're with you all the way. Um, as I found out, like, um, if you decide to not kill this one guy's brother, but rather you, um, I think you, yeah, you spare, spare him. him. Um, he'll actually like you more, and he'll be less likely to perform the uh, the mutiny against you. Um, yeah, it mm. was it was a really fun game. It has a lot of like choice rewards, like it like choice based rewards, um, and yeah, good narrative, and yes, lots of character development. Definitely something that I would put on the list as a fantasy ARPG. Okay. Uh, you have an experience with this pan? I played it for ten minutes. Um, I watched my uh, husband play it quite a bit, and mm-hmm. I thought it was just a fascinating story. It is actually quite fantastic. I, I definitely recommend you try it out. Hmm. You might like it. Oh, yeah. No, um, so, funny story about it is that he went for a complete stealth kills uh, game to get the achievement for that. Yeah. And, like, on the very last kill, he, uh, he stealth killed it, but the game registered it as a not stealth kill. Oh! 
And he got so angry that he just swore off playing it ever again. I mean, that, that that's is, fair. That is <laughs> tragic. <laughs> I would... Yeah. I would be right there. Um, <laughs> big reason why I never finished Final Fantasy X is because I was told to turn off the game uh, at the final boss that I was already like 20 minutes into. And I'm just like, I don't care to try again. I was so, like, I'm just, I'm yeah. done. Um, but yeah, I, I think I like, I like, um, oh, God dang it, I can't remember the name suddenly. Dishonored. Yeah. <laughs> I like Dishonored for okay. every reason that Morg just said. Yeah, they are very, it's, so good. I couldn't right. say the I, word. Very sounds, solid game. This this sounds like uh, it needs to go on the list. I I don't have any problems against the game. It's just it didn't grab me, I, because I'm not into uh, steampunk or Victorian <gasps> or any of that setting. Well, then that that would be a big problem for you for this game. That oh yeah means no it always you're is. basically a normal person. You're a normie. How mm-hmm. dare you be so odd and clean? Um. I mean, you guys both know me. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> My fascination with monsters has has uh, made that a problem. <laughs> You're just a scholarly dude. Yeah, you know what Don- Dishonored doesn't have? Monsters. Well, it's got there whales. You know. it's yeah, you should, you should actually get a close look at those whales. They're freaky deaky. They make they, me scared of the water. They are fucky whales. They, they make me scared of the yeah, water. Yeah, that's true. No, they, they're not no, really I've whales. They're more like eldritch beings. Pretty much. Yeah. They do a good job with them. I will say that. I have seen stuff about those whales. Uh, okay, so Dishonored on the list. We have three already. Um, cool. Pam, do you have another one? Oh, I have many. Um, so I'm just going to go into this one because it, that other game, Eye of the Beholder, is so much like this. Uh, Legend of Grimrock. Ooh. Yep, that is on my list, and that was actually what I was playing in preparation for this. This is oh. the game I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, no, this game is so it your jam. It is Eye of the Beholder gameplay, the same stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's it's basically the exact same as Eye of the Beholder, <clears throat> except it came out in, like, 2012. 2012. Oh, 2012. wow, that long ago. Yep, yep almost human games uh, uh, did it, and yeah, but... Uh, should mention that it's Iron Galaxy and Bethesda for the Elder Scrolls stuff. Um, I think it's some of the stuff we mentioned. Yeah. Mentioning. Well, I mean, we um, we they're so mainline that I think everybody knows of. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Um, yeah. So Legend of Grimrock. Uh, I was actually just playing this before the episode because uh, I was so excited that I forgot it existed and I went and got it. Um, very much Eye of the Beholder. I am very surprised by the race choices in this. Um, I thought it was going to be like standard like D&D stuff. Like, here's your elf. Here's your human. Here's your dwarf. Nope. It is Minotaur, human, lizard man, and insectile or insect toy. Bug man. Yeah. Um, I, Pan has seen me play a bug man. And in and uh, um, oh yeah, uh, Jesse's game. I can't remember what it's called. We called it um, Space Trash. <laughs> Space Trash was the campaign. I'm trying to lexicon. think of this act- lexicon. There you go. The lexicon system, which is really great. If you guys ever want to play a non D and D RPG, um, suggest you go look up. Uh, yeah, lexicon, lexicon is Jesse's. lexicon is like GURPS, but understandable. 
Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, so anyways, I played a Bugman in that. Uh, one of my favorite 4th edition characters is Bajork Kritus, which was a Minotaur Warden. Uh, so Minotaur. And then Lizard Folk. I make all sorts of Lizard Folk all the time. I love Lizard Folk. So it was like three of my favorite D&D races right there. And I'm like, huh, and they're not elves. <laughs> So yeah, I I just made a party and went with it. Uh, it's it seems to be great so far. Um, I don't understand how to do magic in the game yet, but hey, yeah. getting there. Yeah. So th- this game, uh, the premise is that you have been sentenced to prison, and this prison is like some magical dungeon where if you find your way to the bottom, you are uh, you are free to go. But nobody's escaped in like a thousand years. Right. So it's. Um, you're absolved of your crimes the moment you enter the dungeon, but getting out is the problem. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, there's just, like, a million puzzles and monsters and all kinds of crap you gotta deal with, and it's, it's hard as hell. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, it's, even the good 30 minutes I had with it, and maybe even less, it's pretty much Eye of the Beholder as far as gameplay goes. Like, setting rocks on pressure plates, uh, picking up items, equipping them in the slots, worrying about food... Um, or some sort of crystal that healed me. That's not an eye of the beholder, but <laughs> <laughs> like this is, uh, I am down for putting legend of Grimrock for the revival of, uh, that series down or that style of gameplay down. Um, there's actually a second legend of Grimrock, which I also purchased. Uh, I haven't played yet, but, uh, yeah, I will be playing that series. Uh, and I'm, that is to me, that is quintessential Western RPG. In, in the fantasy realm is D D and D inspired games. And that's, Oh yeah, absolutely. So your uh, turn. any thoughts more, oh, man, I wanted to put oh. a plague tale innocence on here, but it was made in France, which I don't know if that counts. What? What are you to what? No, it didn't it count. You could have one made in Japan. It wouldn't matter. It's dark the... souls is Korean. Hmm. Yeah. <gasps> You mean that? Oh, wait. You can have. No, no, you can I have... was talking about your opinion of Grimrock. First also, of all. that. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Do you have any opinions on Legend of Grimrock? No, no, no. It's good. It's a good choice. One hundred percent. I agree with it. <laughs> okay, so uh, Morg, we're, uh, it's it's okay if it's made by an Eastern studio, oh, okay. but if it's a Western yeah. style. Oh, yeah, okay. This is a. St- so when we talk Western RPG, we're not talking like it had to be made in the U.S. It, no, it was that was popularized in the oh, U.S. Okay, you know so I mean? it doesn't. It, also, France is still totally okay, the West. Yeah, I was worried about it being. <laughs> oh yeah, that I was worried too. about it being geographically <laughs> locked as well, and I'm like. Yeah, when we talk about the Eastern Front and the Western Front of World War II, we are not talking about France being the Eastern <laughs> Front. <Okay. laughs> oh my goodness! Okay, well, anyways, um. I had it up here. Um, it was um, a Plague Tale Innocence, where what you are, uh, what you're doing is you're playing as um, a little orphan, well, an orphaned girl, and uh, you know helping out the younger brother. Um, parents were killed, and I think it's during the time of the plague. And I think they, yes, the black. I think they might have also mixed in elements of like the French Revolution because for some strange reason soldiers are out killing everybody. Um, and yeah, like the biggest element of like fantasy in this game 
for me is just how ridiculous the rats are in this game. Like, the way that the rats function is just absolutely ridiculous. Rat tornadoes! Oh my god! And the fact that they just swarm all around you and just feast on you, like, ridiculously... I'm like... This is just beyond... This is not realistic at all. I mean, I, I like this. What was the title on that again? A, a, plague, a plague Tale a of plague Innocence. Tale innocence. Uh, it came out Got last it, okay. year. Um, it was actually nominated for Original Story yeah. uh, in the Game Awards mm-hmm. last year. Um, it didn't win. Um, that, that went to um, that weird... Disco Elysium. Yeah, there you go. Um, I had to think of it. Um, so yeah, I actually own this game. I have downloaded it and t- intend on playing it. Uh, I've been wanting to play this for a while. Um, and like, uh, uh, Pan knows about this, and I've talked about a little about in the Discord. I actually got a new, two new graphics cards. I can't hook one of them up because I don't have power cords. But my machine had, um, what was it, 8 gigs of RAM total no 16 total i went to 64 gigs of ram and i got a video card i got two video cards of the same kind so i can tether them together um but i'm only using one right now that is eight times more ram than my other Mm -hmm. video card hold on yeah so my computer went from meh to like amazing there's nothing that i can't run at max settings right now that's a wonderful feeling I know, and I haven't even stuck in the second video card because I can't. I, I tried, but it, it's this isn't even your work. final form, right? Yeah, like, uh, and a Plague Tale Innocence is going to be one of the first like graphically challenging games that mm-hmm. I get into, um, aside from yeah. Wilson. But I'm going to wait. I, on I'm not Wilson. sure if this one will um, have like a place on the list, but it is a pretty good game. Like, there are some elements that of it that can be a little bit confusing, but it, it certainly has like a certain level of fantasy aspect to it, and it, the story is quite immersive, and you do have um, the freedom of choice for certain uh, con- like for for whatever it is that you're willing to do. Like, you can choose to spare people's lives, or you can choose to just condemn them to whatever horrible fate happens to them in France, because, you know, that's... I don't know. That's just the way it is. Um, but, yeah, um, it's very heavy on, like, the rats being, like, so, the big um, pandemic and problem that you have to tackle with every day. My uh, my question is, what makes it an RPG? What what Where is the progression of character in this? Hmm cricket sounds mm, you know i haven't really played enough this game to really know <laughs> i'm willing to be honest with you um damn it nope scrap it this to paper, me throw it out to, yeah to me i as much as i would love to play i'm really excited about this game i don't think it fits the category yeah, honestly darn it. i was hoping that it would um, and then i just realized i missed the because point Ah, uh, oh well. Yeah, I don't think it's an RPG. It's not... Like, like, I don't think you have any, like... Do you, like, level up abilities or that kind of thing? Like... Uh, not really. Um, yeah, so... Um, okay, yeah, it so really that's, that's yeah. your only saving grace. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, if you actually look... So, I actually have it bookmarked on my GOG Galaxy because it's one of the ones I want to play soon. Uh, it's just the genre is just adventure. Yeah, damn it. Like, <laughs> 
And then, like, the style is action, fantasy, historical, stealth. It's more of a stealth game than it is Yeah, RPG. that's true. So, uh, okay, well, you know what? I guess maybe we could just talk about Dragon it's got, Age. It's got Sean Bean, yeah. though. It's yay, got Sean, Sean Bean. Oh, <laughs> uh, yay, Sean Bean. Come rescue this game, yeah. please. <laughs> uh, no, it's fine. I, it's yeah. not saying it's a bad game. I'm just saying I nah, don't think it fits. I think Dragon um, Age would probably be a better choice. I should have gone with that one. Dragon Age is like the Mass Effect, but like D&D elements into it, like very heavy onto it. Like you get your casters and your, uh, you get yeah. your casters, your sword slingers, <laughs> And you basically have, like, a group that you can control, like in Mass Effect, with the multitude of options for, like, what you can choose from. Um, hold on. That depends on yep, which one you true. play. Yep, you can also choose your character that you play as for your main. Um, yeah, yeah. There's, there are a lot of elements to it, and you even get to, like, grow and develop the skills of the characters themselves. They get new spells, they get new moves, combos, and, yeah, it's... That one's a really, really good choice, I would say. I Now... I don't have a lot of, um, uh, let, let's say, um, love for the Dragon Age series. It is hard um, to play for me, too. It, I would have preferred to have played Mass Effect instead, but, um, yeah. Well, between the two, I would probably pick Dragon Age, because I don't like space, too. But <laughs> Well, Fort, if, if, uh, if you don't want to play Dragon Age, but you want the experience of it, just go play Kodor. yeah because it's the same game just star wars setting (laughs) nice um no no no. uh well so the reason is like i played this on console the first one dragon age origins it's not good on console it's just don't just don't they they didn't translate the group mechanics very well to a controller no it's actually why and i enjoyed dragon age 2 more than any Mm -hmm. of the other ones and people are like, that one sucks. And I'm like, I could play it. That's a plus for me. Yeah, Dragon Age Origins <laughs> was definitely a mouse and keyboard game for sure. Um, dra- like, I don't have a problem with Dragon Age being on this list. I just don't have a lot of love for that series, um, mm-hmm. personally. Of course, I don't have a lot of love for Mass Effect, and I wouldn't bat an eye putting that on the just, sci-fi Yeah, list. you can, uh, honestly, all the Mass Effect games, except for Andromeda, are pretty good. Number three, I mean, the way that they ended right. it, it felt like all my choices just didn't amount to anything because my main character died anyways. Didn't matter what yeah. I chose. We'll we'll get to it in another episode, yeah, Mark. Don't worry. Um, uh, Pan, do you? How do you feel about Dragon Age? Is so that... I had Dragon Age Origins on here. Um, okay. This is another game that I didn't play, but I watched my husband play most of it. Another Bioware game. Yeah, it's another Bioware game, and. Um, from what I've seen, you'll see Bioware pop up a lot on yeah, this list. Yeah, that's people. true. That's true. They uh, Dragon Age Origins follows the same formula that uh, Knights of the Old Republic did, and um, it was very interesting for my husband, for me, convincing my husband to play Knights of the Old Republic after he'd played dra- all the Dragon Ages, because all the quality of life improvements were gone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ouch. Yeah, we got into why that's a problem. So, um. <laughs> I could not get him to play very much of Knights of the Old Republic. That's unfortunate. But uh, anyways, uh, no, Dragon Age Origins, I love it. I love some of the things that they do with playing around with various fantasy tropes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like the Slave Elves is yes. a very yes. different oh God, approach. I forgot. There's another one. Yes. This one can go on the list as well. <laughs> yes. This so, is Morg's inner, inner head getting out. I, like, I have no inside I like voice. I'm sorry. I like the... 
It's okay. I like the illegal mages, and I like the mm-hmm. uh, the phylacteries that all the mages have to make so that you can be tracked down um, in case you decide to go rogue. So I like I like the playing with the fantasy tropes in that one. Yeah, I'm all for putting it on. It's just my I had bad experience. I actually like the concept of Dragon Age a lot. Um, just not in into uh, you know playing a game I can't really physically play at times now that i'm have a better pc i might jump back into that stuff but i'm gonna be honest guys i've got way too many games to play now (laughs) like um i still want to get into that uh no moria oh yeah um, uh i actually didn't tell you uh this is a little aside to one of our previous episodes uh i didn't pick up no moria yet but i did pick up um oh what was that one? Rise to the, Ruins? No. You guys Stone talked Hearth? about it. Mm, no. But you were like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking through my list trying to find it, but I'm not as familiar with the the game as everything. So like, I'm just going to name games we talked about uh, Age now. of Mythology? Stronghold. Mm-mm. Hmm. Age of Empires 3. It was in the okay. City Builders. Uh, okay. Stronghold. Did you, did you? Was it Stronghold? No, I already had Stronghold. Tropico. It's one that you and it might be Tropico. Uh, Grim World. Grim World. Grim World. Grim World. Yes, I picked that up. Oh yeah, talk to Hippo about that. Oh, they they recently. You know what? They recently uh, put out an expansion for Grim World. Um, I haven't bought it yet, but I will. And they they there was a big overhaul with a lot of stuff with Grim World, so it's going to be a slightly different than you know the experience I had. Uh, but. I, I trust the studio, and I'm sure it's great. Oh, wait. I didn't buy it. I wishlisted it. Oh, no, my never God. Never mind. <laughs> never mind. You, you're just you're dangling the bait in front of us, and then you get this. Oh, man. You're a funny guy. Okay. Back on back to the plot, as I say in my I D&D will, games. I will buy it. How about that? I will buy it. Just not right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes, back back to what we were talking about. Okay, so I'll talk about one that that uh, I haven't talked about yet, and um, uh, this one's near and dear to me, also, uh, and it's near and dear to a lot of people. But this game failed hard, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. hard, hard. Uh, it's actually a little darling of a game called Kingdoms of Amalur: Reckoning. Is anyone um, familiar with this? No, no. Um. Actually published by EA. Can you type that um, out? You cut out when you said the name, and I want to look this up. All right. Let's find out what Oh, yeah. Is. Yeah, I can type that up. Uh, it's called... So it's uh, Kingdoms of Amalur. Kingdoms of Amalur. I'm, I'm topping... Uh, so... Or if that's how you spell Reckoning, I don't know. I'm All right, I got it. I found it. Reckoning, or... Uh, so this is... Uh, so this is... A really great game. Now, mm. it was supposed to be oh my solid to an MMO. This is a Western RPG. Um, this is uh, the crazy thing is uh, you would put the people who made this together, and you would think this game had zero chance of failing. Yeah, I'm looking at some of the names on this. Jesus. Uh, yeah. So. 
so to, to get into this, um, this is actually a really good game. Uh, you really only have three classes to choose from, but you have a great character customization, and you can actually mix and match classes uh, with different abilities. And it is a go-do quests, that kind of thing. It's actually very MMO-ish in its style of quests and that kind of thing, but uh, it definitely is... Um, it definitely is a Western RPG in the fact that you are progressing your character through a story. You do make dialogue choices. Uh, there is uh, a lot of a lot of greatness to this. Uh, first of all, uh, the designers, Ken Ralston, R.A. Salvatore, and Todd McFarlane. If none of those names ring the bell, Ken Ralston is the guy known for doing the uh, a lot of the Elder Scrolls games yeah, before he wow. left Bethesda. So I think the last one he worked on, I think, was... Todd McFarlane? Um, really? Todd McFarland, the guy who does Spawn That's what I comics, was, thinking. was the artist That's for this. Wild. Yes. That art, yeah, that art makes sense now. Yes. Um, and R.A. Salvatore, I know a lot of D&D people hate him, but he is legit my favorite author. R.A. Salvatore is the one responsible for the Dritz series. Um, Look, I don't hate him, so I hate Dritz. I feel like you've never read the books. <laughs> <laughs> I, we'll get into that later. Uh, I hate the the overabundance of I'm a good dark elf because of that. That's what I hate. I don't hate the character. He's actually not my favorite character. But um, uh, so Ari Salvatore, literally my favorite author. That's why I, I paid attention to this. The com the composer for the music is Grant Kirkhope. And Grant Kirkhope, if those are who are unfamiliar, is the people one of the two people at rare responsible for every freaking song you love banjo kazooie oh. <laughs> um like the banjo kazooie music like uh donkey kong country music wow. like <laughs> grant kerpope is a legend as far as a composer um and this was all started uh i can't remember his name and it's not listed but there was an a retired baseball player who started the company that actually got this going Kurt Schilling. unfortunately yeah kurt Schilling. um he uh so this this game uh was its first release out of the company they actually planned to make this a prequel to a big mmo and it failed bad it um, sure did what happened yeah so bad that um for the longest time the rights of it was owned by the state of massachusetts oh. um so you need to, if you are interested in the backstory of why what happened to this game, and it failed bad not because it wasn't a good game, because of advertising and all the other factors that go into a game. Um, also because the the studio unable to to get it, pick up its bootstraps, you know what I mean? Like sort of get up mm -hmm. on its feet. Uh, it was hard making such a AAA game out the get go. Um, did have EA's backing, but EA was not kind to them. Yeah. I mean, go figure. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a great game. Uh, it stands on its own merits. I, I highly suggest you guys get it. And uh, the good, the, the the light at the end of the tunnel for this game series is actually its rights were reacquired by THQ. It's one of uh, THQ I Nordic. see that. Oh, okay. So... There's a possibility because how crazy those guys are with doing stuff. Like we might see more to do with this. And um, one of the things I love about Salvatore is they asked him to write the story for this game, right? Yeah. And he actually didn't. He didn't write the story, 
What he did is he wrote a chronology of like millions of years in this world. And he said, pick a timeline and you can pick a story from one of those timelines. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. He, went, he went full dungeon master on that shit. Oh, yeah, dude. He's, <laughs> he's a great writer. I don't, like, yeah, you can not like or like Dritz for, for his merits or whatnot because Dritz is a, uh, let's just say, the Superman of D&D people as far as morals go. <laughs> so a lot of people have problems with him, but, um, y- yeah, he's, there's, I, he's a great writer and I don't care what people say. And this is a, this is a testament to it. Um, so I am all for personally this going on the list. It's also a bit of, uh, it's, it's a great example of what, how a great game can fail too. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I'll put it on the bench because I know you guys aren't aren't as uh, familiar with it, and then we'll fit it in if it there isn't us. I may games, actually buy this. Definitely, game. listeners, you need to you need to check it out. <laughs> uh, so that was one of my ba- you know, one of my obscure ones. That the other one being Eye of the Beholder. Uh, so yeah, it was dev- uh, 2012 when this came out. It was big, huge games and 38 studios. Uh, so two different companies, and both of them failed uh, as a result of this project. That is tragic. It looks like a really good game. Like, does and- it have like a complete story? Is it like a finished product? Oh well, yeah, it's a finished story. My goodness, it's a product. I had a rogue warrior. I could I could backstab and auto kill ogres. Like it was just amazing. Like. Because I took the damage stuff from Warriors and I took the backstab from Rogue and made my own class and it was fun. Um, actually, it's one of the it's I am one uh, PS3 trophy away from getting a uh, platinum on this game, which is simply just beat the game on hard. I just never did. I played it on normal. Mode. I may actually <laughs> buy this game. It actually uh, looks well enough to. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, just might as well put it on the list because I'm probably going to buy this game and love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, uh, Pan, you have more than us, so which, what's another one for you? Okay. Um, World of Warcraft. God damn it. Okay. Sorry, Morg. Okay. No, I never bothered um, to put it on so... the list. I could have just... <laughs> wow. So... I I have one. No, I don't. I know this definitely fits in it. There's nothing wrong with it being a Western RPG and fantasy. My hang-up though is that maybe. No, you know what? No, I think it's okay because I think if we were to talk about MMOs, those span different genres, and that's more of a a list based on accessibility of play. I don't know. MMOs are so varied that I I wouldn't. I wouldn't disclude this because it's an MMO. Well, the thing is, I, was, I don't, um, I don't know enough MMOs to talk about MMOs. So if you guys are gonna do an MMO night, I'm not gonna be there. <laughs> I don't but, blame you. Uh, I don't even World of yeah. Warcraft. Uh, I don't think anyone has played enough MMOs to make that a full list, and I don't think it's gonna be one of our okay. one of our lists. I'm just saying it is a possibility the only of a one, list. Yeah, yeah, okay. not the only for one us. I've ever, yeah. But it is a category. Uh, but I've never, I have played a lot of WoW, but I've played a couple of other MMOs and that's it. So this, this, uh, I'm good. Let's yeah. continue. Sorry. All right. World of Warcraft. Um, I'm not sure if we have a single listener out there who hasn't played it or isn't aware of the influence World of Warcraft has had. There's some pretty amazing stories in World of Warcraft. Um, 
you know, you are a member of the Horde or the Alliance, and you are trying to help your faction uh, win this, what is basically an eternal war between the two factions over, uh, basically, ownership of the world. Mm-hmm. I mean- uh, there is, there are tons of, there's tons of, uh, class variability, although whether or not you want to be competitive with your, you know, classes, that's a different story, but, you know, yeah. I was always a blood elf beast master ranger, so, you know, I'm not really one to judge someone for their, uh, competitive ability. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's what I would have played. I was always a Tauren beast master ranger, like not always, but that was my big one that I would like to play. Um, and, uh, it was, you know, unfortunately, like, World of Warcraft is never going to be the World of Warcraft that it was. There's this, nope. there's this, super classic. Well, no, there's this <laughs> hilarious college humor skit about World of Warcraft classic, where it's mm-hmm. basically Blizzard executives talking about how, you know what, why don't we just, uh, why don't we just make World of Warcraft classic, just crap that out. And then uh, market it to people as, like, the World of Warcraft they remember. Though the people playing World of Warcraft Classic are trying to relive their, like, college days when they could stay up till 3 a.m. drinking booze and doing raids with their best friends with no consequences the next day. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. It still went really well. Yeah, it still did. Like, a lot of people like it. But, like, you know, it... I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna like be, uh, you know, 19 years old in college and playing World of Warcraft till 4 a.m. with my boyfriend and his best friends. But mm-hmm. goddamn, those are some great times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I never got into WoW as much as some people. I only ever reached end game content in um, oh, Burning Crusade, and that was it. And I didn't even put a ton of time into it then. I went on one raid ever. And I don't know. I I, I like I liked WoW, but I was more and I never had but I just never had enough people to play with and I I'm not as much as I've played Monster Hunter through the years, I'm not one that plays a lot of random people. Um more often than not instead of playing with people online, I would play by myself and that's what I did in WoW. And so I didn't make it you know, to a lot of end game content. See, I didn't either. But I was just mostly, like, just having fun playing with my friends. Right. Yeah, it was more of a social thing, which yeah. is why WoW is a thing, because it was more of a social thing. Exactly. And honestly, the the fun thing is, is that most of the same guys that I used to play WoW with are now my D&D players. Nice. Yeah. Excellent. Any, any, uh, any thoughts, Morg, on WoW? I'm wishing that I had just pressed the wow button and, like, just let all the nukes fly, but, uh, I just, I just didn't want to, because I was worried that Fortwin was going to say no. But yeah, yeah, no, I agree, I agree 100%. I mean, like, I was there for, I think, Arthas the Lich King, um, what was the name of that fire dragon that immediately came after, after that? Um, uh, Deathwing. Deathwing, yeah. uh. Also, his his original name was Neltharion, and that's what I always name my Charmanders. Sick. <laughs> and now with the uh, the new uh, what is it, Gigantamax forms? Yeah, now it's got the big flaming wings. So yeah, it definitely fits. So, yeah, okay. I, I think this is a yeah, good yeah, uh, yeah. And like, there is no like there is no like computer RPG that like is unscathed from the touch of WoW. 
Uh, probably okay, not, not Grimrock. Not Grimrock, I guess, but you know. No, yeah, no, Grimrock it, is it its definitely, own thing. yeah. Because it's more based off of the the games that like Eye of the Beholder. There are other games yeah. that were more popular than Eye of the Beholder like it, but that's the one I had a window into. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, like, I don't know. There was something else. So, yeah, yeah, well, that's the, that was one of the low-hanging fruits that I uh, wanted to put on the list. <laughs> I actually didn't put it on there because I, I don't know. I didn't think about it. <laughs> I honestly, yeah, I honestly like, thought I, it was so low hanging that it already fell on the ground and rotted and turned into another sapling. I was thinking, oh crap, this isn't even fucking fruit anymore. Like I don't know how I could pick this. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so low hanging fruit. Um, I'm gonna pick one uh, or talk about one that I feel is low hanging fruit. Also, another Dungeons and Dragons game. Nightmare oh Nights. my god! Yep. I, oh, damn it! Oh. Morg's Rage is delicious. Another Bioware game, 2002. Um, now, of all the games on this list, this is the one I put the most time into. Um, there was a Dungeon Master mode where you could make your own campaigns. <sighs> Did I do good at it? No. But I actually made a campaign, and we played D&D in it once. Like, it, it is it such a, a cool concept to um, be able to make your own dungeons and, like, to be able to play them in third person. Like, it's just, ugh. I love that game. Dialogue choices, intellect devourers, and illithids. It's, it's D&D yep. all the way through. Um... The unfortunate part is that it still held stuff like, hey, uh, it has a morality system. Oh, right? yeah. So you can do evil and good. Um, playing a paladin, you are partied with a rogue who keeps killing people. I was no longer a paladin. Oof. I had to make a new character. Um, that was just my asshole friend that did stuff like that constantly. That was just, that's how he got kicks, is messing with people. Yeah, so wasn't um, that like, wasn't Neverwinter Nights like the, like sort of a proto MMO type thing? Yep. Kind of, yeah. Um,. You could party up with people online. You could have, like, lobbies of, like, a bunch of people. I mostly just played directly with friends or on my own, and that was it. Um, Very much, like, take all the relation stuff out of a Bioware game and put in, like, all the other dialogue stuff, and that's what Neverwinter Nights was, just in an isometric, uh, almost looter kind of way. Um, Like halfway between an RPG and a Diablo. Right. And it is worth noting that ARPGs like Diablo are technically considered Western RPGs, but we're not talking about them tonight because there's enough of them that they will have their own category. Yeah. And we we talked about possibly taking it down to seven or so uh, as far as like a top seven because of uh, length of episodes. Um, that would be one where we can certainly test the waters on that because I could talk for days on any game on that list because it is my absolute favorite mm-hmm. genre. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, anyways, Neverwinter Nights, I feel it's a, it's, it's a shoe in definitely, uh, just for how popular that was. It is a staple of Western RPGs. It's where Bioware really got their popularity start. Uh, it wasn't their first game, but it's really where they took off with that style of game. It's the first things you see of their dialogue trees and all that kind of stuff. Like, Did they also do Planescape Torment? I don't know about that. Um, Google can always help. Planescape Torment? Yeah, hang on. No, they did not. Okay. 
Okay, so no, Planescape Torment was a was sort of a it was a Bioware system. engine. Yeah, yeah, used one of Bioware's engines. Um, okay, mm-hmm. that's all. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so Neverwinter Nights. Uh, Morg, what do you got? Uh, I wish I picked Neverwinter Nights. Uh, I feel so dumb. Um. Okay. What, so. What? I mean, why would you feel dumb about that? Because I didn't put it on the list. I should have recommended it. Oh, well. Um, You take things way too seriously, man. I'm extremely competitive right now. It's like, I know more games than you do. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Yeah. Um, Someone's been taking testosterone. More just suddenly (laughs) turned into like a wrestling heel. Oh, yeah, (laughs) brother. Don't know. <laughs> no, uh, fan, you haven't been through this. He's done this. No, lot. no, no. I, he oh shit! I, I gym, honestly man. have so much adrenaline running through me today because yeah, I've been playing so many games right now, and I just got off of Heave Ho with with some family, and oh my god, the controls for that game are just oh, they're infuriating. So I came into this already angry. So, um. I would say, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, okay. So another, I think one of my uh, one of my options, even though I haven't really played a lot of this game myself, um, I do have a lot of friends who have played this game. Fable. That one um, is a pretty good Ooh. game choice by far. That one's a popular. Yeah, RPG. I I haven't played that. Go ahead and talk more, because I also didn't play it, and my husband's been yelling at me to put it on the list, and I'm like, I can't. I didn't even watch anyone play oh, it. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it, it it's this is heavy on the morality yeah, system, yeah, which became yeah, it, a thing. it is. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know that they they made like they put morality systems in every game because of Fable. I know. Um. Yeah. I mean. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know what to say about it. I, like I've okay. dabbled in the game. It is a good option for the simple fact that it actually fits the the genre that we are specifically talking about. Um, but um, yeah, I have friends who played this game quite a lot. It it follows the same rules, pretty similar to. I mean, hmm? it was extremely yeah. popular. You're you're right, and it became like you know meme culture before meme culture was mm-hmm. really big, even. Um, but. I, I don't think we can put it on the list because none of us have really yeah, played I, it. Like, I, I don't I don't think I it feels really I don't think it feels like our list if yeah. we never played it. I was really hoping like, somebody had played it more than me. Where I'm like, please, somebody played more than than the intro. Oh, please. Oh man, I'm really struggling today. So never even touched it. Fable came right. Fable came out when I was like dead smack in the middle of that two years of playing Morrowind. Fable came out on the. Uh, it, had, it had a horrendous flaw. It came out on an Xbox. And I also died. that. <laughs> I couldn't do it. <laughs> also that. It didn't have an Xbox. Yeah. Like, it had that fatal flaw for me. Like, I mean, I love Halo, and I had a 360 because of Halo, but like, I never got into Fable. I was too late for that ship. Um. Uh... Same thing with uh, with uh, what was the other one? Um, I keep wanting to call it Bioware because we've been talking about Bioware so much. Uh, by by Bioshock. Bioshock. Yeah. Oh, Bioshock is uh, sadly it's. I don't know what kind of a game that would fall under like sci-fi or fantasy. No, it, it's definitely not. We, we can, I, it's not an RPG. It's not. 
I wouldn't even put yeah. it in that category. I'm just wondering, like, <sighs> you get you upgrade abilities and that kind of stuff, but you're that's not that's not a and focus, like yeah, I your character say. isn't like interacting with like other beings or stuff like that, like actually having a conversation with them and actually like choosing whether to talk with them or to kill them or to try and convince them of doing something that you know. I would I would almost put that in a first person shooter. Yeah, I feel like that reminds me. So, mm-hmm. uh, is is Fallout technically like no? Fall, we're gonna call Fallout sci-fi because, yeah. like, for one thing, like I guess the ghouls the ghouls aren't really hard science. Like they kind of no, but there is a so I would say sci-fi is more of a scientific focus. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Reason why the why the ghouls no, are I get there it. I got it. I got gotcha. you. Like they don't they kind of hand wave like it was the nuclear shit, but okay. like yeah. No, I actually have Fallout on my list for that reason to debate yeah. that point. Uh, and I would say the original Fallout uh, is where, where I'm at. Also, another game on my list that I want to play that I yeah. haven't got to yet is the original I'll be Fallout. On, yeah, I'll be honest. Okay. Like, I was very skeptical about putting Fallout on there because, like, even like like you could argue that the creatures. I feel it hits sci-fi yeah. too much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nope. That's fine. That's fine. I was just uh, double checking that because otherwise Fallout needs no. to be on my yeah. list, but that, it's not. So don't yeah. worry. That is totally fair because it is also on my list. Yeah, I, I didn't <laughs> want to put it on the um, list because, yeah, it's, like, too scientifically focused upon everything. But, okay. um, yeah. We'll save it for sci-fi RPG uh, day. Yeah. yeah. Darn it. Well, now, now I guess I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to choose a different one. A game that, I, two games that I've actually played that neither, neither of you have played. Now, here's, here's the cool thing. Um, we only have two slots left. So this actually is, oh, this is going by pretty good, quick. It good. is. <sighs> I'm, I've got some more low-hanging fruit if you want if you want Oh, yes, more. please. Oh, just, yeah, go for it. The ah, Witcher. Ah, yes, that was on my list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, which one? So, I'm going to go with three because it has uh, mm-hmm. most all those quality of life changes. Don't pick one. Oh, I God. Played oh, one. I know. I tried playing one. My computer did not handle one. It can't... So. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's my graphics card or what, but I was actually replaying one, right, recently. Um, this is, like, maybe a couple weeks before you joined the show, Pam. Uh, Morg was yeah. actually part yeah, of it, or were you part of the episodes where I was talking it. about it. Yes, I was like, it, yeah, if you're going to play the Witcher series, play from the start. It, from the start. Yeah, no, I, I know it, what you're talking about, uh, Fort. My husband had the same crashed. thing. You have to You have to, like, modify it to run on modern systems, and even then, it'll still crash quite often. Yeah, he had the same problem. Oh, dude. Not that I wanted to see it, but there's a sex scene at the end of the tutorial. <laughs> <laughs> and I know it's there because I played it, um, like, back when it came out. Like, I, it's one of the first games I got on my new PC when I built it back in, like, 2007 or something like that. Um, I know the sex scene's there. I don't really care to see it, right? But um, what happened is it's the first, like, big cutscene that happens like where you don't have a dialogue choice come up and, and that kind of thing. I mean, I guess there's one in the beginning, but my computer started to have problems with it where I heard everything happening, but it's still stuck on the scene. The last time I picked a di- dialogue choice. Oh my God. <laughs> so I just, just Geralt standing there with like this serious stern Geralt look and then just hearing like, and I'm like, oh God. <laughs> I just can't. I'm not. And like, done. it's also like shitty Witcher One graphics, <laughs> so he doesn't even really look human. Uh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. so damn funny. And 
the the problems I have at Witcher One are like he's supposed to be this experienced Witcher, which we see in the show very well. He's actually knowledgeable about his own craft and that kind of thing, uh, and he's sort of teaching us through other people about Witchers. Yeah, dude, they're straight up like I don't remember. Could you please explain to me what I am? I'm like, yeah, no, no, no. Find a better way to do a tutorial. Fuck it. <laughs> CD Projekt Red, how did you screw this up? You're so good. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, Witcher 3, hands down. <laughs> I don't think Kingslayer is one we really need to talk about either. I think it has the same problems as Witcher 1. It's just dated. Yeah. Okay, right, Witcher 3, perfect. on. All right. Um... I, so I'll, I'll go next, uh, again here, because I only have one left. Uh, this is Demon's Souls, not Dark Souls. Yep. Demon's Souls. Uh, Demon's Souls, I feel, fits fantasy a lot better as far as traditional fantasy tropes, although Dark Souls has no problem fitting the genre. Um, I think it's hard to uh, hard to argue the validity of the Souls series at this point. Um, you know what, though? Yeah, I I I almost want to put Sekiro over this, honestly. I can't uh, uh, give much opinion because I've never played either of those games. Well, I mean, you could I argue for either one because I mean, well, I mean, for one, the problem is that that Demon Soul. So, like, I am not going to recommend Dark Souls. However, Dark Souls One, by popularity and notability, is a winner mm-hmm. over both by mm-hmm. far. However, Demon's Souls is a fantastic game with some incredibly interesting mechanics. Sekiro is a fantastic game with incredibly interesting mechanics. That both are great games. I just I, I literally am in a, a spot where like one side of my brain is like pick this one, and the other side is like pick this one. Which one's more so, unique? That's the problem. They're both extremely well, unique. Like one so, game. Okay, yeah. So let let me explain a little bit why demon souls so like okay if anyone's here listening i know a lot of people in our own pod like our own discord chat are like fourth one you're weird for not liking demon souls and uh bloodborne i hate bloodborne's the bottom of my list of that whole series um because i don't like bloodborne setting i don't like their mechanics so demon souls is awesome for its mechanics where blocking matters blocking doesn't matter in any other souls game because it's yeah, not you can viable. just roll through everything. Whereas, like, right, Demon Souls, it was like parries and blocks were, were the way to go. You could legit say, "I want to build a, build something out of a shield," and you could build for using a shield. That's not a thing in a lot of games. They don't want you to sit there and block. Uh, Demon Souls is interesting in the mechanics because it had the concept of light and dark, right? So each time you did something good in the world, the world became brighter. The lighting would actually light up, and the game became easier. But the more fucked up shit you did, on the more times you died, and the grimmer it got, it got darker and harder. So, like, it was sort of like a morality mechanic mixed with a are-you-doing-good mechanic, but it wasn't so overt like Mm -hmm. Fable. That is fascinating. Yeah, with, yeah, with Fable, like, so, if you, the more evil you got, like, the more, like, snidely whiplash green skin you had, and you got horns, and, like, if you had a mustache, it would, oh. like, curl up into, like, this crazy spiraling, like, psycho... Yeah. Right. Oh! 
That, yeah, no, sorry, that reminds me of, like, something I totally blocked out from Kodor. Because, like, the mm. more, like, sithy you get, like, you turn, like, pale and your eyes get yellow and all kinds of crap happens yeah. to you. And also, yeah. like, evil force powers cost you less mana. Yeah, I, I had a great, uh, my one of my best friends, um, Brian, he's actually been on the podcast a couple times. Um, actually, he's going to be on again when we talk about, I'm going to do a special episode. I talked about it with uh, Fire Emblem. We're all going to talk about Fire Emblem because we all finished it around the same time. Um, Brian loved Coder because of that. Like, he was like, it was so cool. I wanted to be a Sith because I look so cool. Although he doesn't want to be a Sith because he doesn't, he doesn't like playing. But <clears throat> I don't either. <laughs> I love okay. Although I'm loving my D&D character. But yeah, so like Demon Souls, the, the, the great mechanic was the darkening and lightning. That's not a thing in Dark Souls. It's just a flat, here's the difficulty hmm. in Dark Souls. Oh, and it's punishing because you might lose your currency, which was also true in Demon Souls. Like, it's just like, oh no, it's harder now. What do you mean it's harder? No, it's just harder now. <laughs> like, because I died, it's going to be tougher. <laughs> so like, I can't die. So like, I actually fin- uh, I went on a stint where, you know, I was sort of learning the game. I got to a point where I got good enough in Demon Souls that I actually halfway through the game never died again. And it was tense. It was tense because every, t- every time I thought about, like, okay, I might die, it became so intense because I was like, if I die, though, it's going to get harder. Like, yeah. <laughs> what am I going to do? Like, um, but I actually made it and I was I actually beat the final boss in my first try. I was like, oh my gosh, how did I do that? And it was so tense and it was so amazing. Now, other side of that, Sekiro, it doesn't have a mechanic like that, but it's the flow of combat. Where you're more worried, there's two ways to take down an enemy. Either through poise, which is their defense. Um, Think of, like, poise as, like, a very Japanese way of thinking, like, how strong is your stance? You see this a lot in Mm -hmm. animes, I think. Um, I'm not not a huge anime fan, so I'm kind of off of the little that I've seen. Um... You know, they're more like, how's your footing? How's your positioning? Which is a important thing in, in mm-hmm. actual fighting, for sure. Um, so, like, you're more doing, like, stance damage and health damage. And there's actually an enemy in Sekiro that takes zero health damage. You cannot kill him with health damage. You have to do it all through stance. Because he's wearing nothing but a full plate armor. And he doesn't care when you hit yeah, him. Yeah, because your sword can't get through the plating, <laughs> so you have to... Right. Yeah, you're just doing stance damage the whole time. Uh, and it's really cool, like, choices of paths, and the fights are super challenging, and they're really cool. And it's just like, I don't know what to pick between the two, but... So, I'm going to lump those together oh come on you had <laughs> such an in-depth discussion about demon souls and then you, with sekiro it's like Sekiro. okay so sekiro so, i i like i like it a lot because you can deflect the attacks and it does stance damage so you, the more offensive you are and then like when they counterattack, you're basically turning their attacks against yeah, them trying, so you, yeah it's interesting in the fact that you don't want to yeah, Let, you uh, want you'll want to catch them on the back foot, and then when there's the opportunity to be able to get them when they're wide open, then you you stick them, and then you know give them the failed blow. Um, but I mean, like um, right. as far as like the world itself, would you say that uh, the world that where it's like inhabited by like sentient dragons and like you know these god tier powerhouses, and like everybody is like an undead husk where they're yeah. trying to absorb souls? It is. It is pretty cool. Um, 
especially the dragon, the yeah. immortal dragon, because you don't kill the immortal dragon. And you're like, I have to go fight the immortal dragon. G- conventional video game knowledge is I'll show him he can't be killed and go mm-hmm. fucking kill him. That's not what happens in Sekiro. You fight him. It's an epic fight. This thing is like seven stories tall and you're like jumping off of tornadoes yeah. to fight him. It's insane. Um, and, and like you end up when you win, you just go up there and you stick your sword in basically the tear duct yeah. of the dragon. So he cries a single tear, and you capture that tear, and that's all you were after, is dragon tears. That's, that's pretty it. intense, actually. That's pretty... Oh, my God. That's actually more intense than, like, yeah. the undead gorilla thing with, like, the centipede parasite. Like, it, that thing oh, is yeah. fucked oh, up. no. Yeah. Guardian Ape. Guardian Ape is fucked up. So, Pan, have you seen Guardian Ape? Heard anything about Guardian Ape? I don't know oh, what my, you're talking about at all. Okay, picture... Okay, giant white gorilla. With a sword okay? in its neck. Just giant white gorilla. Uh, there's a sword through its neck. Uh, probably a Nadachi. It's that long. It's just, just super, like, seven foot tall. Okay, hang blade. on. I'm Googling this picture. And you're fighting this giant ape, and it's a tough fight, as in every boss fight with Sekiro, on possibly every uh-huh. minion fight. Uh, you win by grabbing the sword and finishing the job, decapitating him. That's stage he one. Stands up. He then stands up, headless, picks up his head and the sword, and comes after you. And he has a thing called fear damage, which is the first time you're introduced to this in the game, where if he has the head screaming at you, you take fear damage. If your fear damage goes all the way up, it's a bar. Yeah, you just you die of a heart attack period. because you're, you're just dead. absolutely terrified of his scream. Because <laughs> you're too scared. And then, like, <laughs> like. like Oh, oh, it's based off of Tenchu. Yeah. Neat. I have and then a, there's, I there's have a, a fun story about fight. Tenchu someday. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, so I was thinking about a stealth game genre eventually, and that would totally fit. Oh, no. Uh, so I didn't play Tenchu. My big brother did. Mm-hmm. And um, we, we rented it from Blockbuster. But we didn't have enough blocks on our memory card, so he just couldn't save and turn off the PlayStation. Oh, so he just oh. left the PlayStation on for oh, two good days. Gravy. Mm-hmm. And um, so uh, this was probably like you know late Sunday night. I wake up, I'm like eight years old or some crap, and I want to drink a water. And I walk by the living room and I see, oh, someone forgot to turn off the PlayStation. Oh no! So I turned it off. Oh no! And, uh, to this day, my brother does not know that I'm the one who turned it off. He thinks that there was a random power out. Oh, carry with that to your grave. Never (laughs) tell him any of that. They will will hold it against you for life. You cannot tell them. Yeah. So, okay. So it looks like it came out in February of 1998. So I would have been nine. Wow. My, so that's, that's. That's the fun story I had about Tenchu. My sister released okay. my Togepi in my first run of Gold and Silver. I'm still mad about it. S- I wanted to find out what Togepi would evolve I, into. Okay, okay, hold on, hold on, Morg, Morg. It's just Togepi. No, come on. It's a Togepi. Look, I got like, look, which 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 version of Pokemon you got? I got like 600 Togepis. We can get you. Some oh no, 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 now. it was it was like I got yeah. I got Togepi and Togekiss too. It's just a I game. Know, I know, like. 
My brother could have deleted my, like, 7,000-hour Monster Hunter save file, and I wouldn't be mad at him for 10 years It was afterwards. my first run. Like, I think I was, like, 8 <laughs> years old at the time, and I was so mad at her. I was like, oh my god, why Poor did you fun. do it? You're a forgiving man. You're a better I mean, human than us. <laughs> I mean, nowadays, I don't really care uh, about video games. Like, nowadays, it's not that big of a deal, because, I mean, I've got... <laughs> I care I care a lot, but I don't I don't hold a grudge over. <laughs> I got bigger well, things to worry um, about, but like yeah, like back then I was steaming mad. I was oh my god, cuz that was the only Togepi I was Yeah, yeah, eight, 8 years old, I'd be like I'm going to fucking kill you and throw his I mean I did throw his 3DS at him once and hit him in the head. Not 3DS. Uh would it be DS or advanced? I think it was oh. just advanced. I did throw my his Game Boy advanced at him one time. So, um Back at the plot. Mm-hmm. What other games do we have? Sekiro sounds sick, and uh, Maybe. <laughs> I'm gonna tell my husband to buy it sometime so I can watch him play it. I want. Oh, it's I, amazing! Yeah. I love it. I only did one run though. In order to hit every single boss that possible, you actually have to hit four different runs to hit. Like, there's actually four different paths to take. Um, to, four different endings, I should say, is what, and I think only two different paths of different bosses. I took the harder one the first time. I mean, I, I'm going to be honest. I wish that we Actually, had like separate slots for both Sekiro and Demon's Souls because they function completely differently. And well, they're totally they, different. Yeah, they're and totally like, different. Uh, the worlds that they revolve around, they have different, like more than just different themes. They revolve around like different, um, different rules. For how everything functions. For example, you have like the dragon's blood or whatever, like that keeps you alive. Like you don't necessarily die, and you're not necessarily dead. It's just a magical essence that's been keeping you alive every time that you allegedly quote unquote die. Whereas with demons' souls, you're an undead being who is collecting souls, mm -hmm. like harvesting them, and then every time you die, you lose those, and then you have to try and get them back again. And, like, you have to also regain hu essence of humanity in order to be able to uh, sort of appear youthful and, like, more human-like, but even though you're technically not. Um, I feel like, yeah, those, I really want those games to be in two different slots because, yeah, they're just so diverse and unique. They just... Yeah. Well, I have so we have one slot left after putting on. Oh, the that's why so, you want them both in one slot. It's between the two. No, I'm not gonna put both down. So it's between Demon Souls uh, and and Sekiro. Do we have any other games that we want to talk about tonight? And then we can possibly talk about knocking things off for the first time in favor. Yeah, of game. I mean, like I've I've you guys know that I've been playing Drakan, and you know that I've been playing Gothic. But I don't want mm -hmm. to put Gothic on the list because I, I hate the controls for the first one. I haven't played the second one or the third one. And um, Drakan, I'm still trying to get through it. It's a fun game, but my god. There's it, there's a lot that I need to dig through in order to be able to make it worth talking about. So I can't put those on the list, sadly. Okay. I, I have no experience with either one. Uh, Pan, do you have anything else on your list? I have two kind of weird games um, that I want to throw mm -hmm. out there, but I don't know if they're technically fantasy. Okay, hit me. Okay, first one is an old uh, SNES RPG called Evo, The Search for Eden. <gasps> oh. Fuck! <laughs> oh no! Side quest! Oh. How does that feel? No! How does that feel? Side quest 2 is... It, so it's like... Did the, the the monthly video game podcast we do pan where we talk about yep. some morgues on this mm -hmm. show also 
We talk about a video game a month. The second episode ever is EVO, The Search for Eden, because I love that game. Uh, that Oh, man. Like, if you ever talk about remaking a video game... Like I know. People do it all the time now. It needs to be EVO. Like, it needs to be EVO. I have, right now, just you mentioning it, I have the... the that's the dinosaur theme wow like it's just stuck in my head like oh man the game is so good on this game i need to play this game and find out how good it is yeah you do just just emulate it yeah i found it on an emulator in like 2002 uh i actually have a physical copy well my jesus christ um yeah we bought it we bought it at a game store when it was new like when it came out Damn. and it was just like hey it has dinosaurs on the cover we're gonna buy it um uh yes i loved this game um there are so many things about this game that i was finding years later the fact that i don't know pan you probably know this i didn't know this until well after i'd been done playing the game several times you can turn into a human oh oh yeah that's the secret ending it's yeah. hard as fuck to do because the human doesn't like have any like the, the human is so shitty. Oh and yeah, it's no. hard. No, I I played no, I, through I, it I, three I... times. Uh, one time I got the mermaid ending. One time oh. I played through being a dragon, and one mm-hmm. time I I became a human. I was always a long-necked rhinoceros bull with tyrannosaurus teeth. Ha! <laughs> I'm not kidding. Or lion teeth, I, I guess. Lion teeth is the best bite. Like, I literally just picked the best in every category, and that's just what I was. Yeah. <laughs> I was some amalgamation nightmare creature. That's what I always did, because I loved it. So, yeah, uh, EVO, the Search for Eden. Um, let's inform the listeners who haven't listened to your other game. Uh, it is a game where uh, you are a creature who is uh, basically evolving through... Uh, through time so you kill other creatures and it's it's like a platforming adventure game and you kill other creatures and you earn evolution points and at the mm-hmm. end of a level you can buy new body parts that you evolve and that improves you huh yes and at the yeah, end of and the that game, is your progression is body parts yeah at the end of the game if you like evolve to be good enough you like ascend to godhood and become the eternal like life partner of gaia essentially you become Adam Whoa, to Eve. Yes. Pretty cool. much. Yeah. Okay, I need Pretty to much. play this. Yeah. It's heavily... And um, the giant uh, end boss is like a giant dick with balls. Oh, yeah, that too. Also, it was made by... <laughs> also, this was made by Enix. Yeah. Not Square Enix. Yeah, Enix. Yeah, before they were Square cool. Enix. Cool. Yeah. Uh, which, you know... We talked about Western RPGs made in Japan. Yeah, yeah. Enix has also made the Dragon Quest games, which is basically like the poster child of a JRPG. Mm-hmm. In Final Fantasy. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, so, EVO, The Search for Eden. Okay. I am, uh, <laughs> I mean, my own feelings for that game are... Way higher than almost anything on this list. I'm serious. Like, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So yeah, so you definitely want it on the list. So um, 
because I, I kind of want to, you know, hurry hurry along, um, and then yeah. we can debate games. But there's another game um, that you might pr- be pretty interested in if you liked Evo, mm-hmm. uh, and it's called Cubivore. I've heard of it. Hmm. I've never played it. Okay, so one, it looks like the jankiest piece of crap game. Yeah. It uh, it is everything is cubes, and this was way before Minecraft, and it's not nearly as good as Minecraft. But you are a creature that is basically made out of cubes, and you are trying to become the best creature that you can be by eating other creatures. And other creatures have different colors on their cubes, and the different colors you eat make you, like, combine into different combinations and make you better and more capable of eating more things. Like, for example, like, I think silver creatures are the top tier food, but you can't eat them unless you're, like, a red creature or some crap like that. I don't remember. It's been a long time. Okay. So there is progression, and uh, the the better creature you are, because you have like a time limit for each stage, uh, before you like have to mate and then die, and then the next character is the the offspring, and then you know you go into the next level and you try to eat uh, better creatures than your ancestors did. It's like a better spore. Well, it's because you're only in the you're only in like the the creature stage where you're just trying to become the best creature possible. Sure, yeah. Okay. And it's it was just very unknown in, in the U.S. Uh, it was only published on the GameCube. Nintendo didn't even really want to port it, but then Atlas picked it up and was like, hey, no, we're fucking porting this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Atlas, of all people, wanted to port it. Um, anyways, it's a very weird little game, but if you like EVO, you'd like Cubivore. Okay. No, I probably would. Um... Yeah, I'm I'm down for it. Oh yeah, here we go. Um, so yeah, I'm sorry. I just found the the breakdown of like the different colors. So like yellows are slow. Like yellow cubes make you slow, but give you better attack. Red makes you jump better, but your attack is lower. And there's there's various other colors. And then the gray ones are like have all the best stats. Yeah, that's that's actually um, not too different from what happens in, in EVO. Yeah, um, yeah. Th- they're. So you can have, uh, so Evolve Dorsal Fin gives you better jump, but you have less bite power. Stuff like that. Um, there's actually, like, some serious, like, stat differences. That's what makes the number part of the RPG work in EVO, is different things affect different other parts of the body. So, like, your tail and your dorsal fin and that kind of stuff can can affect how high you jump or swim or whatever. Because, um, yeah. So it's much like that in, in in that aspect, huh? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So it's it's I think it's super neat, um, but the graphics are very hard to look at. Hmm. Um. But it's it's just this neat weird little game. I'm Morg hasn't said anything, so I'm assuming he didn't play it. Yeah, I did not play no, this game. Not. <laughs> I've never met anyone who has. <laughs> I have actually heard of it, and I've, it's actually been suggested to me before. I just never got to it. Um, so do we have anything else to talk about before we try to fill this last slot and possibly kick uh, some other things out? Um, no. Go no, ahead. I, I have nothing. I have absolutely nothing at all. I have I have one final plug because I swore to do this. Crusader mm-hmm. Kings 2 is technically a fantasy RPG. No! Okay. <laughs> Okay, you know what? Fine. It's better than Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> That's all. 
Wait, Morg, you were gonna suggest raid? Let's play Raid Shadow Legends. Start now for free. No, you seriously were no, gonna suggest that? No, I was not that? going to suggest it. No, Morg. I was like, thank okay. God it's not. Oh, thank God. Morg, we have to talk about <laughs> your... Okay. What is this? Oh, God. Oh, raid Jesus Shadow Christ. Legends. Oh, I know this thing. Good God. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Morg, did they pay you? not paid me, so I'm not going to promote them. <laughs> then quit fucking talking about them! I was joking. I was actually joking. I was like, thank God it's not Raid Shadow uh, Legends. Oh, man. Oh, God. No. Okay. Alright, so now we have to do the task of actually finalizing this list. We only have three on the bench. But all three kind of like are really good, which is Demon Souls, uh, Sekiro, and EVO. Um, so the list so far, just to, uh, as a reminder, so we have number one is Oblivion, uh, two is the Knights of the Old Republic, three is Dishonored, four is Legend of Grimrock, uh, five is Dragon Age Origins, uh, six Kingdoms and Lore, seven is World of Warcraft, eight is Neverwinter Nights, nine is Witcher 3, and ten is what we're fighting for. Um, I am not as of, as much as a fan of both Demon Souls or Sekiro as I am of Evo. Um, I feel that the Souls games are intensely very much Western RPGs, especially in the fantasy uh, yes. end of things. Um, they certainly fit this category. Um, I think between the three, objectively, Sekiro is the best game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, I have seen that case before. That's why I know about it. I just never... Yeah, I, I own a copy. I bought it back in the back in the it's, day. Uh, oh, wait. Oh, those you know are what? horns. I, I probably I, could look... I thought those were eyeballs, and I was like, those eyes look like olives. Very strange. And then I realized... They're looking, at, think... the they're looking at the case for Cubivore for listeners. Yeah. It's very interesting. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, so yeah, so like, that's my thoughts on the three there. Um, I don't really see any of these coming off either. Like, maybe Dishonored. And only that I say that because Dishonored is also kind of skating that line of something like God of War, where you're, you are progressing your character, but that's not really the main focus of Dishonored. Dishonored is more of like an action-adventure, more so than a straight RPG. Sure! But that's that's kind of that's kind of a nebulous thing anyways, you know what I mean? Because RPGs, it still technically is an RPG. It's just, you know, it's not... That's not its focus, you know what I mean? You know, I'd, I'd, I'd allow Dishonored to be bowed out in... in uh... In favor of Evo. No! No! Oh! Oh! Morg. Uh. You don't have. To, you don't have to be so upset. Uh. No, I'm just being dramatic. Yeah, go ahead. You can take it off. I, I have no problem with it. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Evo is going over Dishonored. Uh. So Evo. Uh, I'll actually put Search for Eden because. You just put in Evo and you're good at the fighting game tournament. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then, uh, so number 10, we're still up against Demon Souls and Sekiro. I'll let Honestly, you two I, fight over that because I haven't played I really them. want Demon Souls to be um, in because it definitely feels like it fits the theme very strongly. Okay. 
It does. It fits the theme more. Now, that's still straight up fantasy. Oh, yeah, definitely. There's nothing sci-fi about that. But, um, yeah, and I think the mechanics are more interesting in Demon's Souls. I think the combat is is better in Sekiro, but that's just something I focus on personally. I think as a Western RPG, I think Demon's Souls fits the bill a little bit more. So, Demon's Souls it is. That is completed. Sorry, I mean, yeah, Sekiro. it's awesome getting a wooden arm Sorry, with all Wolf. these, like, machinations in it. Like, being able to shoot a grapple hook and swing like Spider-Man. That's awesome. But I think that, yeah, Demon's Souls is just a little bit more fantasy than, you know, Sekiro would, you know. Now, one of the more fantasy things, and I'm just going to talk a little bit, little bit about Sekiro for a bit on its fantasy merits, is the fact that you are talking about immortality very Japanese ideas of like what fantasy yeah. is. And um, also a blood cloud that you can hide in. That is, Come on. that is pretty wild <laughs> actually. I'm, I'm willing to admit that. So to, ex- to explain pan, you actually have a move that when you stealth kill someone, you can slash their artery and make a mist of blood, which you hide in. You actually become indetectable in this cloud of blood. Y'all need to watch Rerun Attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I take it that happens. It's just gore fest. <laughs> uh, well, actually, Kenshin is not that gory, but, um, like, Kenshin is the anime, the sword anime. Mm-hmm. And Sekiro sounds like some Rerun Kenshin shit. Oh, it, v- uh, yeah. it very much is. Because your your main mechanic, you don't change out weapons like you do in Demon Souls. You have just a weapon, and your your idea is to parry everything else. It's pretty good. Um, I love it. Anyways, or block everything else. Perfect block everything else. Okay, um, that's it. So for listeners, this is our ten um, Western RPGs: Elder Scrolls Oblivion, Knights of the Old Republic, EVO: The Search for Eden, Legend of Grimrock. Dragon Age Origins, Kingdoms of Amalur, World of Warcraft, Neverwinter Nights, Witcher 3, and Demon's Souls. I'm pretty satisfied with that list, actually. Alright, so, the next time, what do we want to talk about? And we'll discuss whether it's going to be 7 or 10 um, offline, but listeners will tell you at the beginning of the episode it's going to be 7 or 10 uh, Hmm. next time. But, um... What genre are we going to oh, do? Oh, I'm getting to pick now. Okay. Oh, yeah. We were, okay, we're rotating okay. here. You you say that like you didn't pick fighting games. Oh, I, oh. oh yeah, I didn't. I thought Morg did. My bad. My bad. My bad. I thought Morg picked uh, that. Oh, my God. Sorry, guys. No. Yeah. No, Morg was just excited about it because yes, he played a lot of fighting Sorry, games. Sorry, my, okay, my okay, Alzheimer's okay. is kicking in. I almost forgot. Um. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I forgot to take my pill. He's like, I totally did pick that. It was amazing. <laughs> of course, of course. I'm sitting I here trying to gaslight him. Such a wonderful idea. Anyways, um, uh, let me see. What should we pick? I think we should pick, um, ooh, uh, what is the what's the term for it? I want to be able to include all all my favorite games in it. I think it's uh, th- I don't want to say 3D platformer. Um. 
Doing collectathons? What is that genre of game that fits games like Jack 2 or Darksiders or like Legend of Zelda or, you know, you know. 3D yeah, action adventure? Yeah, we're going to pick 3D action adventure. Okay. That's a very broad category, but 3D action uh, adventure do wanna, it is. Do we want to go like, um, oh, you know what? Yeah, yeah, we'll just go for broad because there's, even though there's a lot of them, I think that we all have like a specific list of what we want to put on it. So, yeah. Yeah. We'll keep so, because like, even though it's a super broad list, it actually lets us like branch out and talk about different games mm-hmm. from each I other. I think that's a good idea. Because there was so much overlap yeah. tonight. Oh, yeah, there was. A lot of yeah. gaps on my end. <laughs> But, oh, well, what can we do? <laughs> what can you do? <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, 3D action adventure. I did not expect that out of Morgan. I, I like 3D not. action games. They're All right. so fun. <laughs> All right. So real quick, though, real quick, though. So are we just automatically uh, excluding Monster Hunter from 3D action adventure? Uh... You know, I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know where to put that thing. I'm sorry. It's just like... It's so weird because you don't yeah, really adventure. What is Monster Hunter really? Is it like, yeah, it's, it's a, a hunting, hunting game, game, but is it like a? Okay. It's I would put it in with I would literally put it in with Cabela's. Like, okay. I would, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a hunting. There's no other yeah, way to describe it. It's not quite an MMO. Um, it's not quite that, but it has like elements of that, and it's not. It, it, it's uh, it's a hunting game, but then there are like some games that branch off into fighting. It's, so if you were. T- if we were to ever do a top, uh, our, our list of hunting games, Monster Hunter would be on the list, and then everything else would be like, it's shit. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, I would put on car. I would put in carnivores. Carnivores is a dinosaur hunting game. Yep. So, there you go. There is that. Okay. I wouldn't say Turok, though, because that is an FPS, even though it's called Turok I, Dinosaur oh, Hunter. I would okay. want um, to put Evolve on so, that list, because it's a good choice. But, I mean, like, people hate it, because it has no online features anymore. I, that's well, not the only yeah, I mean, like, yeah. And then um, there's, of course, the 4v1. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Balance yeah. issues. It was a good idea but, at the beginning, um, but then it just kind of spiraled out of control. Right. So thank you for listening again for another long episode tonight. I was hoping we'd get it cut down a little bit because we got we were rocking along, but then we got jammed up on that number nine slot. Um, <laughs> so uh, thank you for listening, guys. And this is Fortuan. You can catch me at Hunter Sub Pod on Twitter. Um, I don't know. I haven't been tweeting much. So, mm. of course, I'm also busy as hell. So, mm. <laughs> and uh, I'll see you guys in the next quest. So. On that quest, will you be more? Well, you guys can always find me on Twitter. Um, it's uh, at MorganHay3. You guys can also uh, find me, you know, scoping around on Twitch. Um, I'm also playing um, a little bit of Monster Hunter World Iceborne just before um, uh, Raging Brack and uh, Furious Regen come out. And then I'm also going to be playing a lot more GU as well, like I've been recently doing. Um, yeah, you, you guys can find me pretty much anywhere on uh, online. Okay. And Pan. Uh, you can find me on Reddit, r slash D behind the screen. I help moderate and curate that subreddit. You can also find me here talking about uh, I guess action adventure games next week. Yeah. We'll be doing it. It's a thing. Woo-hoo. Action adventure. 
Holy cow. I actually got to think. So, like, okay, legit question here. Does that include the collectathons, like, Super Mario RPG and uh, oh, Banjo Kazooie? Banjo should definitely be on that list. I'd even put Donkey Kong 64 in there because, yeah. Yeah, but like ARPGs today, is there enough collectathons? Oh, collectathons? Are they indifferent enough? Yeah, that's actually a thing. They're called collectathons because you collect X amount of thing to get through a door oh, to get to the next area. Uh, yeah. Do we want to? I don't know if we should include that or exclude it. Um, eh, we'll talk about it later, I guess. We'll think about it.